Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Quiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. Two, two, boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! That just happened. That just happened. We are back with another edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us. It's our second straight week of starting bright and early in the afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us. A big, big show coming up today. And, uh, Mike, we've got a barn burner today. We've got a barn burner announcement coming up tomorrow that we'll make on our social media web pages. You also may want to stay tuned to ustrotting.com. It's going to be a big uh, up-and-coming couple days for uh, the post-time with Mike and Mike team. Mike? Listen, it's going to be an exciting week, and it is a blockbuster announcement. It's one you are surely not going to want to miss. And, Mike, we're not even going to tell people what time to look. You know, you're just going to have to kind of search throughout the day and uh, hope you find it. That's right. Well, listen, we've got a pretty good presence on social media and the way the social media world works today. I don't think anybody's going to miss it. Plus, your state, <laughs> and all of your news outlets. But uh, first things first, Mike, a great show today. Hervé Fillion will be joining us, legendary driver. He turned 77 years of age on February 1st, I believe, is his birthday. And we had a chance earlier in the week to sit down and talk with him about his racing career. And a special thanks, by the way, to John Palvinal from Harness Racing History. He's got a great Facebook page. I think everybody should check it out for hooking us up with Hervé. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, that was a good interview. You are not going to want to miss it. And uh, Hervé is not a guy, Mike, that is uh, going to hold back on words. No, not at all. And uh, from what I understand, from what we talked about uh, off the air yesterday, it was a uh, pretty good interview. We also got driver Drew Monty. And, Mike, I had a chance to – my very first U.S. trotting story was with Drew Monty. And uh, that was about two and a half years ago, and it was a lot of fun to sit down and talk with him. And look at him now. He's out at the Meadowlands Racetrack in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And Mike, you know what? I, I think that's a uh, – who knows? You know what? We talk to people, they go big. You know, we talk to Scott Zeron. He wins the Hamiltonian with Marion Marauder. You know, hey, I, I think it's a thing. I don't think Drew Monty needs our help to go big. He has arrived. He is on the scene at the Meadowlands. And I'll tell you what, I, I think the, I think he drove, what, about two or three $100 winners in the span of a couple of days. I mean, he's just bringing in long shot after long shot. As a matter of fact, if you've been wagering on him over the past couple of weeks at the Meadowlands, your bankroll is looking really, really good right about now. Our good friend Murray Brown is going to be joining us. 
His book is called Book Full and Closed, and we're going to talk to him towards the bottom of the hour about that book. Uh, Murray, of course, the uh, pride and joy of Hanover Shoe Farms. But uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, what has turned into one of the most popular segments here in Post Time with Mike and Mike over the last year we've been in existence. It's our series with Pompano Park, our good friend Gabe Pruitt. And i got to tell you something, Mike. i got a little something-something for Gabe. I can't wait till he joins us here in a minute or so. I got a little something-something for our good friend. Sounds good, brother. All right, let's go uh, to a commercial break. When we come back, it is Gabe Pruitt. It is the ongoing series of Pompano Park. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. That's a Mike Carter bumper right there. Like when you hear the country music, you know that was chosen by our good friend Mike Carter. We're back at post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Bozich and Carter. And uh, Mike, I was just checking our Twitter, by the way, and we are just one follower shy of 900. That's uh, not too shabby, is it? Not too bad at all. Listen, man, we've created a uh, pretty big following. We want to thank everybody who's uh, taking time to follow our page and, you know, listen to the show. We uh, We certainly appreciate it. Yeah, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and of course, we've got that big announcement coming up tomorrow sometime. We don't know the time. We're going to keep everybody in suspense, but uh, I guarantee you, you won't miss it. Just uh, like us on the follower, be that uh, like us on follower, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, be that 900th follower, 900, I can't believe it. Our Twitter account isn't even that old, Mike, and we've already uh, able to get 900 followers. We still have a way to go, Mike. Uh, as far as uh, catching some of the, uh, you know, the bigger guys in harness racing that have been around, like, uh, you know, Darren Zocali. What's he got, about 3,000 followers, I believe? 
Yeah, something like that. Or you know what? Even the next guy, uh, even our friend Gabe Pruitt. We got a long way to go before we catch this character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> Gabe will be with us in just a moment. But uh, once again, uh, a big show coming up. Uh, Herve Philly on an interview that you are not going to want to miss. That's coming up towards the bottom of the hour uh, and asked us some Herve some uh, pretty good questions. And uh, Herve has never been at a lack for words. So uh, that's coming up towards the bottom of the hour. Plus, Marie Brown's talking about his book called Book Full and Closed. And uh, who else we got? Of course, we've got uh, Drew Monty, one of the hottest drivers in the sport of harness racing, uh, joining us. But uh, first, let's bring in our good friend, our man, Gabe Pruitt. He is the uh, director of racetrack operations as well as the fine track announcer down at Pompano Park. Gabe, how are you, sir? Doing well. Things are good, guys. What's going on this afternoon? Well, listen, before I turn you loose, and I'm going to, I'm going to turn uh, Carter loose on you in just a moment, but for those of you that have been following us on Facebook the last couple of days, uh, we had a little bit of a Twitter storm. Not too much, but a little bit. As uh, Gabe asked the question and when we were promoing our show, like we usually do uh, a couple of days beforehand, Gabe asked the question, is he relegated to just talking Pompano? So, Gabe, that, we, we had to take some precautions, my friend. We had to take some precautions. So if you start to waver off course, you're going to hear this sound. So if you start to waver off subject a little bit, Gabe, you're going to hear that song. So just be warned. With, without further ado, pro- let's uh, – that is probably the safest way to uh, to navigate. Uh, you know, keep keep me uh, keep me focused, keep me dialed in. But the good news is, Pompano is my favorite subject. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Mike Carter, take it away, my friend. Well, listen, Gabe, I, I got to give it to John Barry. He he's getting creative with these. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, you were on topic. My my fault. Yeah. Listen, so I got to give it to John Barry. His news and press releases for Pinocchio, the headlines are getting better and better each and every week. This week it was, hey-ho, Pinocchio. You know, I am probably biased, uh, Mike, but J.B. writes uh, the very best press releases. Not his night out. You know, it's very easy just to put together a couple of sentences about who won, what they paid, what they went. But uh, J.B. goes out of his way to do interviews with the connections. He comes up with clever headlines. He does a, a phenomenal job. They're, they're always a, a must-read. He always inter- includes uh, interesting tidbits uh, about a lot of the horses that win here, but Pinocchio in particular because uh, out of his uh, wins, he's got, I think, 51 career wins now, 29 of those here at Pompano. He is a, a true horse for the course, uh, and uh, he's not in this week because uh, he's winning too much. So we actually have him sitting <laughs> out this week, but uh, he's won 9 of 10. Uh, he's been nearly unstoppable this season. Well, Gabe, talk to us a little bit about your uh, pick four wager on Sunday, and uh, was it successful for you guys? Very successful. We had a couple of contest winners. We ran that uh, contest. I believe we're going to start doing that maybe on a weekly basis for us Sundays. It was a fun uh, fun night. Um, the total pool, you know, we had a $20,000 guarantee. Total pool went north of uh, 31300 so we were very impressed uh, with that number. We appreciate everyone's uh, support. Uh, you know, it was a formful sequence, still provided a, a good payout. But, uh, you know, if it's Sunday nights, uh, it's Pompano Park. That's uh, hopefully what's going to be the case uh, moving forward. We've seen great handles, great racing. We've got another uh, blockbuster card uh, coming up this Sunday with uh, 12 races. Now, one thing about it, Gabe, and you know, maybe you could touch on this a little bit, is I've seen people kind of talking about Pompano being the new Balmoral on Sunday nights. Is that kind of how you've noticed handle as far as uh, as far as things have gone? 
Well, we like to think maybe we filled that uh, niche. You know, uh, interesting enough, a couple of people that have made that uh, comment, I cut my teeth uh, from a wagering standpoint. Um, you know, really when I was in college on, on Balmoral Park in Chicago, and especially Sunday nights, you know, the weekend, weekend was uh, winding down, and uh, you could always look forward to a, to a good night of racing at Balmoral, and they handled great money, and they had uh, great exotics, great payouts. So, you know, even from my perspective, it's a little bit uh, the same. Unfortunately, you know, we've lost Balmoral, which which was a huge hit uh, to the industry for that matter. Uh, one of the few tracks that handled that type of uh, money. But, um, yeah, we're here to fill that niche. We've got uh, nice pools. We're trying to get aggressive with the guarantees. You know, anytime we have a carryover, we try to get aggressive uh, with guarantees as well. But uh, we've seen uh, a very nice handle, very nice response uh, from the fans. And, uh, again, we try to put our premier race cards on Sunday nights as well because uh, that's the night that we're out there in the spotlight. Uh, so we have very competitive eight, nine-horse fields, you know, top-level pacers. Uh, and it really provides a a great wage regard, and I think the fans have responded to that, and, and we appreciate it. Now, you said Pinocchio was left out of the box this week. Obviously, he's winning uh, a little bit at a too high of a ratio. Talk to us a little <laughs> bit about what that open uh, or how that open sets up this week, or is it a class that wasn't a class that wasn't written? Well, we actually do have uh, an open uh, pace uh, Sunday night. It's just a five-horse field. That's, uh, you know, we're, we're battling our way through a horse shortage, but we have been able to uh, maintain pretty strong programs on Sunday nights, uh, 12 races, and, and, again, what I said earlier, primarily full fields, all eight and nine-horse fields. The open, uh, actually the only five in, we've got um, Mystic Desire, Rocky z the two favorites in there, a couple of horses that have been maybe a notch below open company. But, uh, as you know, Mike, the uh, – Trackmaster handles our morning line odds uh, as they do at Northfield as well now, and, and they're pretty mm-hmm. much spot on. You know, if you've got a big favorite or a competitive race, we've got a five-horse field, the longest shot in that uh, race, just five to one. So it is a very competitive uh, race. That's pretty pickup, man. And, you know, at a quick glance, I haven't uh, really dove into the Sunday night card from a handicapping aspect, but at a quick glance, you know, Fritzy pickup, man, may even be my selection there. So that's how tough the race is. Uh, it'll be the uh, second race uh, of the night. So maybe we don't see the top-tier horses with uh, Pinocchio or Dragon Hanover, but uh, ultimately it does make for more competitive. Now, now let me ask you a question, and you don't necessarily have to answer this, and this is a little bit off-topic, Mike Bozich, so don't hit the button on me. Uh, I thought it might, might be but, asleep at this point. It may be the time that we can uh, dive into other, other subjects. Yeah, yeah, he's taking his over 50 nap. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But listen, we we talked to the connections of Freaky Feet Pete last week, and we know that Trace Tietrich and that family has Freaky Feet Pete down there. Um, Have you guys been in contact with any of the connections at all about maybe seeing him qualify at Pompano or maybe getting a, a, a good start under him at Pompano Park? You know, we have not, but that is an excellent idea, and I really like uh, the thought of that, that uh, maybe you could have a seasonal debut. I know the Ronheimers actually uh, raced uh, Wild Wanda, for instance, won our uh, Philly Mare Open last week, very nice uh, open mare in the Midwest. Uh, they have a couple of horses in the past year with uh, Jamie McCumber as trader, so uh, that could certainly be a possibility and, and one that we'll look into. It would be a great event uh, to highlight uh, you know, some of the uh, racing action. We'd love to see them here. All right. Well, Gabe, we certainly appreciate uh, your insight into Papado Park this week and every week. I know Mike Bozich is, uh, you know, listen, he, he's probably taking a nap over there. But <laughs> we certainly hey, this is on it. topic, up? so I don't want to – I'm not going to get buzzed for this one, but I do have to mention one thing. Tuesday night here, guys, 
unbelievable. Best payout I may have ever seen anywhere at any time. And believe me, I've uh, I've seen the front side of a betting window at many facilities before. So <laughs> pick five on Tuesday night. The prices in the pick five, winning prices, $5.60, $4.20, $8, cents, $6.20, and $4.20. So we had literally an $8 winner. Everyone else was uh, far less. The 50-cent pick five paid $2,001 for that sequence. So uh, that just shows you some of our signature wagers, night in, night out. You know, it doesn't take uh, a mysterious long shot to uh, spruce a payout. So if we get 8 bucks, the biggest price in that sequence, and a 50-cent ticket to $2,051. So that was a great uh, payout uh, from this past Tuesday night. That was well, a good listen, payout, but I'll tell you, Dave, Listen, I came by. I came close to hitting that thing too. I was four numbers off. <laughs> you know, that's actually uh, well done. And I'm sure the race that you caught, maybe you used letters, maybe you had all in there to uh, to make sure you sealed the deal on one leg. <laughs> well, listen, my friend, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's always a great segment, Mike Carter. We have fun with Gabe, don't we? I, our show would not this be the same fun, yeah. without Gabe. Hey, it's always yeah, I no, it's a lot of fun. Week week out, guys. I love to talk race. love to talk uh, Pompano, so it, it's a pleasure to be out with you guys. All right. Well, that's Gabe Pruitt, the director of racing and the track announcer at Pompano Park. Gabe, we'll see you next week, buddy. He's already gone. I buzzed him out the door. Oh, boy. You see, you buzz me. I, the minute I bring up John Barry, I, I get buzzed. I don't understand. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. You know what? Listen, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Gabe brings up a good point. Reading John Barry's press releases, they are very, very good, very well done, always in-depth, very informative, uh, getting interviews. So uh, certainly hats off to John and the uh, Pompano crew. Mike, we've got a, a great guest coming up here in just a few minutes. Your man, Drew Monty, a guy that uh, you've had a chance to uh, see race uh, quite a bit at Buffalo Raceway in your time there. He's coming up next, plus our in-depth interview with the legend, Hervé Filione. Murray Brown will be joining us as well. Still lots to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Get a huge boost to your bankroll for all of summer's best racing at Bet America. All new players can double their first deposit up to $300 with Bet America's 100% deposit bonus. That's the biggest sign-up bonus in the industry. Sign up today and start playing the Bet America way. Join us for Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller's Senate Office Building in Annapolis, Maryland. Register to attend this day of advocacy and learning by visiting mdhorsecouncil.org. All the action starts at 7.30 a.m. with coffee and snacks. Then it's meetings with legislatures at 8 a.m., followed by Advocacy 101, panel discussions, and award presentations at 10, wrapping up at 11.30 with lunch and salutations. Once again, it's Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller Senate Office Building in Annapolis. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. More of that good old country music, as Mike Bozich would say. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're going to kind of rewind the clock here 
uh, as Drew Monty joins us. Drew, listen, two years ago, it was me and you sitting in the uh, on the backstretch in the driver's room. I was doing a story on you, and now we're hearing about you at the Meadowlands Racetrack. How's it going, my friend? Yeah, pretty good. How about you, man? Good to talk to you again. <laughs> Not too bad. Listen, man, what's it been like driving at the Meadowlands Racetrack uh, over the past couple of weeks? I know it was a big step for you, and uh, you look like you're having some fun out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was a big step. Um, you know, definitely different company than I'm used to. Um, but it just kind of started out as an experiment, you know, something to kill time, kind of got, you know, it turned into something better than that. So I can only be grateful for that. Drew Monty joining us live on the program. Drew, let's turn the clock back a little bit. We've got a little clip we'd like to play for our listening audience right now. And, uh, I'm sure this will be uh, very familiar to you. So uh, let's uh, listen in. Okay. For the lane, CC make a buck on the outside, Mr. Grin. Here's Hooter on the far outside, Mr. Grin. Here's Hooter, one last shot, but Mr. Grin hangs on to win it, 2-1 and 3. Very well driven by first time Drew Monty with his first professional victory, Mr. Grin. Drew, that was your first professional victory back in 2013. Do you still think about that drive? Yeah, I try not to. I, I like to think I'm a little better now than then, but <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It definitely brings back memories. Sometimes, Drew, I guess you have to pinch yourself because there you were at Buffalo, and you're still uh, doing some driving at Buffalo, by the way, but obviously you've taken the Meadowlands by storm, and you've done so on some very big prices, making uh, uh, your uh, backers, uh, as far as a gambling uh, point of view goes, very, very happy. As far as uh, getting drives are concerned, as far as making inroads with trainers, how's that going to be? You know, that's that's going very well. Um, I've been there about a month. I've, you know, got to meet a lot of great people, um, you know, showing up to qualifiers, trying to do the legwork to get drives. Um, but honestly, I mean, if there's any one person I can really thank, they've been behind me from the start. That's uh, Rick Dane Jr. and Monica Banca. Um, they put me up first on everything right out of the box. And, you know, they've stuck with me the whole time. And I know they've been talking me up and, and whatnot. You know, I've got to give a thank you to them for sure. Now, Drew, obviously it's got to be tough with, you know, uh, you're going from a half-mile track to a mile track at the Meadowlands, obviously a big difference. Uh, have you had any uh, problems adjusting to the track? Um, you know, it was a little difficult at first. Um, I've been on a big track, you know, here and there, a few starts, but nothing ever major uh, for a long period of time. So there definitely was an adjustment period. Um, the toughest thing, really, it's just, kind of trying to play it smart and, and knowing where you fit in the class. Um, you know, it's less tactical than it is on a half where, you know, you can probably beat horses on a half that you shouldn't be able to beat on a mile if you can outmaneuver them, you know, leave the gate, get around the turns better. That's not really the case on a mile. That took some getting used to, I think, more than anything did. Drew Monty joining us on the program. Drew, we had a fan question from Barb. She's a, a listener of the program, a pretty big fan of uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike, and obviously a fan of one Drew Monty. And she just wants to know how it's like to drive against uh, some of the, the bigger drivers, some of the bigger names in our sport, Corey Callahan, Brett Miller, Yannick Shingra, will be coming back, joining the driving crew uh, pretty soon. Your thoughts on that? You know, it's really unbelievable. Um, I mean, there isn't a place like it. It's been uh, been surreal, and especially all those guys, you know, they're at such a level. 
all those guys are very, you know, they're gentlemen, they're nice guys, they welcome you in. Of course, you know, you got to pay your dues a little bit, you got to earn some respect, which is expected, but they, they've done nothing but be good to me, um, and that even makes it more special. Mike? Sorry, I, uh, my mute button was uh, <laughs> broken there for a second. <laughs> Jeez, a week. I still, you know, listen, we, we go weeks and weeks. I still can't figure the mute button out. Drew, what's next for you in 2017? Obviously, you're driving at the Meadowlands um, on the weekend. You're driving to Buffalo on Wednesdays. Um, do you, you know, do you, could you see yourself staying for stake season? Um, you know, it's definitely a possibility. Um, it would definitely be tough because there's a lot of guys not there now that, you know, we're not thinking about that are definitely going to get drives back. Um, you know, David Miller, Tim Petrick, you know, big names in the sport that are going to be back. So that being said, it'll still be all right. You know, if I do return home, um, you know, not sure what I'll do in the summer. You know, you never know what will happen. Um, I've talked with a couple of people about traveling on the off nights uh, here. So, you know, we'll see maybe a little Tioga something like that keep me busy well listen hopefully we'll see you back at Northfield one of these days I know uh you've come yeah. out there before uh and uh you know uh and Tim Bojarski he's your uncle correct that is correct yeah we you know we saw him out here uh, a couple weeks ago as well so uh you know listen maybe yeah. we'll get the Monty Bojarski combination out here once uh once uh all that's over absolutely that'd be cool all right, Drew. Well, we certainly appreciate you uh, coming on the show today. And listen, continued success out at the Meadowlands, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. All right. That was a good that friend, Drew to... Monty. Listen, we both tried to re- listen. We're both trying to wrap it up there. You know, we're stepping <laughs> on each other's toes again. You know, we're back to our test shows. Wrapping it all. No, 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 not quite that bad. And listen, if you want a good laugh, don't let me. I still got the bloopers clip, you know. I still have that bloopers clip in the studio all uh, triggered up and ready to go. So uh, don't make me whip that bad boy out again. Hey, hey, hey listen, as long as, uh, as long as we don't have that uh, country open again, I think we'll be all right. That was pretty bad. When we come, we've got more left on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Plenty left, including our in-depth interview with the one, the only, Hervé Fillion, so you don't want to miss that. Murray Brown's in the on-deck circle, and uh, Murray's going to uh, talk to us about uh, his book. It's called Book Full and Closed. It's a tremendous read, and we'll hear more about it coming up next on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hello, this is Kayla Strah, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest-growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the BetAmerica way. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at embroideryunl.com. That's embroideryunl.com. Embroidery Unlimited. 
We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, right now we're joined by the one and only, the pride and joy of Hanover Shoe Farms, Murray Brown. Murray, we appreciate you joining us, sir. It's, it's a pleasure being here, Mike. Murray, we have out. It's called Book Full and Closed. And from some of the reviews that I've seen on social media and some of the reviews I've read, even Amazon, uh, a couple of people there have given it five stars. Uh, it looks like it uh, certainly is a fantastic read. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, it was a whole lot of fun doing it. Uh, people have been after me really for years to write a book. I, you know, I've been involved in it for pretty darn close to 60 years now. It's been my life. Uh, I've known most of the great people, great horses in that time, owners, trainers, drivers, horses. Uh, I, I've never been known to uh, to be one who is loath to express an opinion. And uh, last year, I'm guessing about this time, a group of us were talking on the deck at Sunshine Meadows. You know, they said, you got to write a book. you got to write a book. I said I need a ghost. I, I you know, I, I can, I can express myself and and I can edit, but I, I I don't know. I don't feel very secure in actually doing the writing. So Bob Marks was there. He says we'll ghost it for you, referring to him and Victoria Howard. And we got together, and Bob and I met every Monday, every Monday afternoon. We talked. I took notes. Or rather, he took notes. Bob took notes. He, a few days later, he'd give me some manuscript. I'd added it. And this went on for, I'm guessing, around three months. And we came up with a book. We've got a bunch of great pictures in it as well. Uh, it kind of describes my my childhood, my life, how I became involved with harness racing, uh, the people I've met, the horses I've known, and my family. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a great experience. It, uh, and I enjoyed putting it together very much. Uh, uh, so far, the reviews are just outstanding. I think there there have been five Amazon reviews on the book, and all five rated it five stars. Murray, uh, without giving us uh, too or without giving too much away, uh, talk to us a little bit about how you uh, how you got in the business and uh, how you got to where you're at now. Well, uh, I got to in, in the business. Uh, I uh, I started going to the racetrack at Blue Bonnet Raceway and Richelieu Park in Montreal, and there's uh, a, an exceptionally funny anecdote about Hervé Fillion. Uh, who you're going to have on this show later. Uh, uh, he was my idol growing up. He, he always referred to me as kid, even though he was just a year older than me, but I was a kid. And uh, everything he did, I followed. And he he'd always been good to me, but there's really a funny story. Uh, if you want, I can, I can tell you the story. If not, you can read about it in the book. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. Let's uh, let's hear it since he's going to be on the show anyway. Okay, we were. Uh, uh, I guess I was probably about seventeen, eighteen years old, and I used to go to Richelieu Park, which is on the furthest end of the island of Montreal. And I lived in the pretty much the most western end of the island. And in order to get there, you had to take uh, 
two buses and a streetcar, and it took, uh, I, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a driver's license at the time, but I, I went to Richfield regularly. And uh, one Saturday night after the races, there were a group of horse, horsemen got together in the Hotel Richfield, which just boarded the racetrack. It was kind of a restaurant and a bar owned by Hubert Susie, who was also a well-known uh, horse owner at the time. And before I knew it, it was one o'clock in the morning, and I'm buses and and uh, buses and uh, trolleys had stopped running. I had no way to get home. And her face says to me, "Don't worry about it, kid. I'll get you home." So um, he he volunteered to drive me home. And as I recall, I think he had a '57 Thunderbird convertible, and. Uh, we're driving along Sherbrooke streets. It was pretty much deserted at that time of the morning or time of night. And uh, Hervey was probably going 125, 130 miles an hour. And uh, all of a sudden he stands up because the radio is blaring and it became very staticky. And he stood up in the car and started adjusting the antenna to, to get better reception. I sent up and I'm scared to death. And I said, hooray, hooray, slow down. We're going to get in in an accident and and end up in the hospital. He said, kid, we end up in an accident, no hospital. We're going to be dead. Wow. You know, know, when he stood up with hot air when he won the jug, I always thought of that incident. He he start he stood up in that T-bird, uh, probably 25 years prior, and you know m- most people thought that was the first time he ever stood up. But he did it in the car before he did it without hitter. Well, I'll tell you, it seems like everybody's got a got a story about the uh, the great Hervé Fillion. But uh, Murray, uh, the book is called Book Full and Closed. Uh, if anybody wants to get a copy, how can they go about doing so? Uh, you can get it through Amazon. Uh, it, it, it was uh, posted on the, their website tonight today that they temporarily ran out of copies, but uh, they, they should be able to replenish their supply pretty quickly. Uh, we, we've kind of had a problem with the publisher. It appears to be resolved now, but uh, uh, I feel a lot more comfortable with Amazon handling it than than the than with the publisher. But uh, like I said, the reviews have been great, and I feel terrific about it. All right. Sounds good. Of course, the book uh, written by Bob Marks and Victoria Howard. Murray, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, when we get our copies, we're going to certainly have to have you sign them, and uh, we can't, uh, we're certainly looking forward to reading it. My pleasure. Thank you, Mike. All right, that's Murray Brown from Andover Shoe Farms. The book is called Book Full and Closed, The Story of Murray Brown. When we come back, we'll uh, take a look at uh, the condensed version of the career of Hervé Fillion through the words of the one and only Hervé. That's coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. 
Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with inquiry relief only at BetAmerica.com. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Spotlight this week shines on the soon-to-be 77-year-old Hervé Fillion. Fillion became the first driver to win over 400 races in a year and was able to achieve this accomplishment 14 more times. Fillion is third all-time in career wins in North America with 15,180. He has voted the harness tracks of America Driver of the Year a record 10 times. Take us back to the early days. How'd you get started in the business? What uh, made you? Uh, what made you want to start driving horses? Well, my father, you know, uh, my parents had a big family. There were twelve kids in the family, and uh, every Sunday, you know, my uncle on my mother's side and my uncle on my father's side, they all used to gather at the house at the farmhouse where I was raised on board in Angry Quebec. And they'd be busy every Sunday. So my mother said to my dad, we've got to find something to do on Sunday at the church, you know, because, you know, we can't put up every weekend. So my father bought a horse, a man called Pine Ridge Tiller for $300, and we started racing him on a Sunday at a different place, you know. That's how the whole family got involved with his racing. Hervé, tell us about uh, some of the moments in the sport that meant to, meant the most to you on a on a personal level. Well, the you know the most surprise. Well, it was a surprise in one way, but the the biggest thrill I got in the industry and the best the best satisfaction I got is winning with Nansamon, the little brown jug. Nansamon on the inside, Albert Cross on the outside. The great champion heads apart. Into the scrap is Nansamon on the lead. Albert Cross coming at him. Nansamon is holding firm in the little brown jug. It's Nansamon coming to the wire. Albert Cross makes the They figured that Albert Cross uh, couldn't get beat. You couldn't even bet a $2 wager on him. They figure he stood out so much, and Nansamon beat him. Hervé, you've been considered the Babe Ruth of harness racing by many people. What uh, what do you think's different about driving horses 
nowadays as opposed to the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s? What, what do you think the big differences are? The big difference anymore today, the horse is so quick. Every horse can pace a quarter 27 anymore. You know what I mean? Any horse they go behind the gate, they qualify before they can put them in the box to race. And every horse can go 27 quarter. And, the, you know, it changed so much. The industry, you know, the the idea of the horse, you can make a move, you know, like I when I race out there. And every move was a good move, you know what I mean? And the easiest time. I race, I win a lot of races on half-mile track. On half-mile track, you know, uh, you didn't need the, the horse so much to win the race. You could win the race with the fourth and, uh, fourth and third best one in the race. But today with the mile track and all that, you need the power more than the, the driving skill. You know what I mean? If you got the power between the shaft, you'll do good on the mile track. On a half-mile track, it's a little bit tougher because, like I said, you know, you need the best horse to win the race because there's some move you can make on the mile track. And, you know, my my years, I used to have not the, what you call the fence inside, you know, there was no passing lane and this and that. So on a half-mile track, you could win more more often, as far as I'm concerned. In 1995, Hervé and fellow drivers Fred Grant and Dave Ingraham were accused of grand larceny and conspiracy for allegedly fixing races at Yonkers Raceway. The charges were dismissed in 2000 when the three drivers acknowledged they failed to file state tax returns in 1996. A fourth driver, Darren Ryder, pleaded guilty in 1996 to a charge of tampering with a sports contest. Hervé was out of action for close to seven years. Well, I feel I was judged so terribly wrong. You know, they think I was a genius that I could fix a race by myself. There's a seven other old driver in there. What could I do? The, the, the people that I dealt with, I had a little problem in my business, and a friend of a friend that was 20000 that he sent it to me. David Sittenbaum from Montreal, and Danny Kramer, which Danny Kramer was a horse owner, and he was a licensed by the New York Racing Commission. The New York Racing Commission, they didn't do anything. They didn't suspend me. It was the town of, uh, of Westchester. What was the name, the lady that was the head? Janine Pirro. Janine Pirro. She had something. She was going for politics, and I think they, they, you know, they came and they, 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 the, uh, the, what do you call uh, Danny Kramer, the, the cat is more like a tone or something. Anyway, they got me saying to Danny Kramer, well, you know, I couldn't finish term with a horse. The horse was 26 to 1. 26 to 1, a long shot. And I told him, I don't see why not. I'm in the race. Why not? I can't even finish third. And he said that I said, if I put the whip here, I'll finish third. How can I say I finished third? Come on, no, I, I can't finish third. Make it before they throw horse race for crazy. Anything could happen. And I got a long shot, 26 to 1. I did finish third and got placed second. Something happened in the race, the horse got sent back. And then they called me, and then I had to wait. I had to get a lawyer, and then I had to wait and wait five years. And then I they got five years, six years, we wait, and then. One year of, uh, what do you call it, uh, on uh, 
Los Angeles, so that, that was a bad deal. Bad judgment everywhere, you know. And the recent commission, you know, they, they had nothing to do with that. They were, it was the Jenny Bureau of Westchester County that came from the state police or something. And anyway, you know, I was seven years out of action. I came back. I was not coming back because everything fell apart, you know, when I got sent down. When they, they took, you know, I couldn't drive. I was 55 years old. I was winning races left and right. I did that all my life. I win one out of every five races almost, you know. So, you know, it was a bad deal all around. And I, I, I felt very... I didn't want to go and come back driving at all. My son Brandon got me back. He said, see if you can get back and win the 15,000. I think it was a hundred dollars, a hundred win short from 15. So I came back, I went to Pennsylvania and Delaware and I got back and I reached a 15,000. I tell you that the industry was real good to me, my family. The first 50 years that I had or I should say the first 25 years, you know, after 25 years old, the next 25 years, I was five years in Delaware and Pennsylvania. And then in 1970, I came to New York and I did drugs. I got I, from, six, from 65 to 75, in 10 years, I made it to the Hall of Fame. I was the youngest, the youngest guy getting elected to the Hall of Fame. So that was a big honor. That you know, every driver is after, you know, to be getting into the Hall of Fame. Hervé officially retired in October 2012. His final win was at Ridu Carlton Raceway in Ottawa, Ontario. In 1971, he was made an officer of the Order of Canada and was awarded the Lou Marsh Trophy. In 1976, he was inducted into the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame and the United States Harness Racing Hall of Fame. Hervé, you see a lot of these uh, young guys out here now, and boy, they get their start early. Uh, you, see, so you see them driving at 17, 18, 19 years old. Hervé, what is some of the advice uh, that you'd like to give to some of the younger guys, younger drivers trying to make their way in racing today? Don't cut yourself short. Don't drive. Don't try to, win, to uh, go here and there. You know, I was gone to my family almost 16 hours a day. You know, I had the family in New York. We stayed in New York in the calendar school. Had three girls, three boys. So, you know, after a while, you live for the family because, you know, the family's going to be there for you no matter what. And then the racing won't be there for you all, all the time. And that's what happened to me, you know. The racing, you know, <laughs> it was not there for me, but my family was there, and I, I might have neglected my family the last, the last 20 years, the last 30 years, you know, and they call it the racing. Racing going to be there, and without you, it's going to go on. But the family won't be there all along. You know, they're going to leave the, the house. You know, they're going to go in their own life. So you've got to enjoy them a little bit more than I did. Yeah, certainly your family's had a lot of success in the sport of harness racing, including your nephew, uh, Sylvan, who continues to drive very, very well. He's uh, he's had a, a a fantastic career. What is some what's some of the advice that uh, that you've given to him over the years? Over the years, you know, just to, just to, you know, when you drive a horse, don't kill a horse for one race. You know, you you don't beat up on the horse to finish sixth. 
that say you went faster than the other guy that drove them. You know, you know, there's always next week, you know, there's next week coming. You don't want to kill them. Don't race the horse like it's your last race all the time because you'll, you'll come up short for you eventually. You know, but you got to give them advice, give them confidence, give them a chance. Just the one thing you are, if you're in the race, you got a shot to win. So, you know, they'll come to you sooner or later. You can't. You can't press a note. If you press a note, you beat yourself in this industry. Hervé Fillion has obviously accomplished a lot in his seven decades of the industry, a career which has had its share of drama over the years. Hervé's passion for the business is trumped only by his passion for his family, and he has far more than 15,180 reasons to be proud of that. For post time with Mike and Mike, I'm Mike Bozich. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Join us for Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller Senate Office Building in Annapolis, Maryland. Register to attend this day of advocacy and learning by visiting mdhorsecouncil.org. All the action starts at 7.30 a.m. with coffee and snacks. Then it's meetings with legislatures at 8 a.m., followed by Advocacy 101, panel discussions, and award presentations at 10, wrapping up at 11.30 with lunch and salutations. Once again, it's Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller Senate Office Building in Annapolis. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com. here on post time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And uh, you, you may not be able to hear us on the, uh, on the show right now. We're uh, having a little bit of a, uh, 
a technical snafu. Connecting you now. And, and it's, fixed. it's fixed. Just, Just like, like that, that we've got, we've got it fixed. All right, we're back here in post time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, who's having some technical problems. And listen, when we have these technical snafus, we are so thankful to have a uh, – a co-host on call, so to speak, and uh, Jessica Otten is on the program now. Jessica, listen, real quick, you, you, you got us our 900th and 901, 901 follower. What did you do? I texted my friends that listen to their show when I'm on it, so I told them to go follow it, and they did. <laughs> well, listen, real quick, let's while, while we got a couple of extra minutes here, Jessica, talk to us a little bit about uh, – uh, what's going on in uh, Michigan right now? I know Michigan uh, Northville should be coming back soon. Are there, is there anything – do they have their schedule kind of set up yet, or is it just kind of winging it at this point? Um, we start March 3rd and go to, like, the second weekend in June, and then we take a little bit of a break. Um, we start back in September and then go to almost the end of November, and this year, actually, we don't have starting fees, so we won't have to pay to race our horses, which is – Really nice. It won't be as expensive to race. So I know I'm ready not to ship four hours down the road to race. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I was going to bring Mike Bozich in, but he, you know, disappeared again. Well, listen, listen you know, that's, that, that, there's no starting fees. Let's talk about that for a second. So that, that relieves some of the pressure off of the horsemen. I know in New York it was a $10 starting fee uh, per race. What is it out there? Or what was it? Uh, it, I think last year it was like um, a percent and a quarter of the purse money you raced for. So you had to pay that. Whatever your purse was, every star is what you had to pay every star. You'd have to write a check. So on top of oh that, gas money to get there and Lasix, and it got costly. So I'm excited. Not that I might not have well, horse racing, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> Well, Jessica, listen. We certainly listen. I, I appreciate you coming on to help me uh, help me close out the show here. Like I said, uh, Mike Bozich had a little bit of a uh, technical snafu, and it stinks because he had to restart his computer. Everything was great until he tried to come back on, and then the st- the show just kind of cut off on its own. So uh, you're gonna hear uh, you're gonna hear uh, you're gonna hear me saying hello, hello, hello a couple of times. But uh, listen, we certainly appreciate uh, you taking a couple of minutes no and, uh, and uh, helping us out to fill some time. All right, for Mike Bozich, Jess Scott, and I'm Mike Carter, we'll see you next week on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Stay here I know